Welcome to episode 86 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. The number one rule in leadership is to acknowledge God. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. We're doing a series out of the book of Judges called Leadership Lessons from Judges, highlighting some of the great circumstantial leadership things that happened through the different judges in this great piece of history that covers about 400 years. And I want to go to Judges, the first chapter in the second verse, where there is no successor to Joshua. And the question is asked, you know, Lord, what do we do? And the Lord said, Judah shall go up, behold, I have given the land into his hand. You know, the word Judah means praised or to praise or praising. Praise is the acknowledgement of God. And praising is one of the greatest character demonstrations of a leader. Everybody wants a positive leader. Nobody likes a negative leader. Nobody likes a critical leader. And what I'm saying to you is in more than just a personality trait, but as a theological core, that to lead, we should be sending Judah first. Leaders must be praisers. Praisers are God reflectors. Praisers reflect what God is doing. That doesn't mean that they have their head in the sand. That doesn't mean they're not able to be analytical and lucid and uh, study information and data and statistics and numbers and flows and issues like that. Those are leaders, good leaders. Some of them are very gifted in some of those areas. But the first thing a leader has to do is he's got to reflect the heart of God. He's got to reflect the character of God. He's got to reflect the majesty and the person of God. When you're a praiser, you see the possibilities. When you're not a praiser, you do not see the possibilities because you don't see God. And I think the number one rule of leadership is to acknowledge God, be a God acknowledger. Let's call on the Lord. Let's exalt God. When we come together, let's make exalting Jesus as King be the center of who we are. You know, that is the, you know, people talking about building a culture today, you know, that's a buzzword in church leadership. Well, the greatest culture you could build would be to be a praising people because out of that comes everything. See, when you're not a praiser and you're a genuine leader, what happens is you bear the responsibility. You may have some gifts, talents, and anointing, but it ends up being, what am I going to do? When you're a praiser, it's what is God going to do, and then how am I going to respond to that? Because good leaders know that God doesn't operate in a vacuum, that he employs uh, other people to work with him. That's by his choice, uh, certainly not by his need. Then if you go a little bit further in Judges in the second chapter, we run into the situation uh, where some negative things are happening as, you know, Judges is so up and down, it's like riding a roller coaster. And it says, when the angel Lord spoke these words to all the sons of Israel, the people lifted up their voices and wept. And they named the place Bochim, and there they sacrificed to the Lord. So what happened was they were in trouble with God, and God told them he was going to deal with them. 
And they went to this place that's called the Valley of Bochim. And the, the word Bochim means weeping. Okay. So here's what I'd say to you. You can be worshiping or you can be weeping. Leaders need to be worshipers. Leaders need to be praisers. Leaders need to demonstrate the presence of God by not just being internally optimistic and having a great outlook and having an upbeat personality. I'm talking about something beyond this. I'm talking about being a God acknowledger and understanding that he is Lord. Here's the pattern of of discipleship a leader uses. I do it with you. I do it and you help. You do it and I help. You do it and I watch. You do it and another watches. Now, let me just go through those, okay? And just thinking of praise as the first part, part of it. In other words, a leader understands that he's being watched, that his model is more important than his message because his model is the seedbed where the seed of that message falls. So number one, a leader understands, I do it and you watch. Number two, I do it and you help. In other words, I'm going to teach you how to do something. I'm going to teach you how to praise the Lord when we're in the midst of a situation. I'm going to teach you how to praise God when everything is good, okay? And then I'm going to turn it over to you, and, and you're going to do it, and I'm going to help. There's a process here. And then, and then the next thing is you're going to do it, and I'm going to watch, and then the next thing is you're going to do it with another person. So... Those five steps are really critical so that we don't end up in the valley of Bochim. God wants his leaders to be men that are able not just to walk in the presence of God, but are able to invite other people into the presence of God. God inhabits the praises of his people, the the Hebrew word is tehillah, the spontaneous eruptions of his people. When we are agitated, when we are irritated, when we are celebrating, when, when we are rubbed the right way or rubbed the wrong way, what comes out of us? Is there a spontaneous eruption of, of praising? Worship, remember that worship is the first obligation, the first responsibility, the first opportunity, and the first privilege of the church. The first thing we are, are a worshiping community. If they took everything else away from us, you know, Paul and Zadis were in jail. They didn't have the choir. They didn't have the song leader. They didn't have the instruments. They didn't have a CD background going on, but they were able to praise God. That's how we should be as leaders. We should be people that are known as celebrating God, giving God thanks, not just for what he's doing, but for who he is. And then, of course, for what he's doing. I don't know that you can separate them completely, but I do understand that that God is God irrelevant of our circumstances, and that needs to be in us. That's why we send Judah first. That tribe that was at the head of the marching order that God always put out there first, send Judah first and the battle shall be won. Send Judah first and the foe is overcome is an old Pentecostal song that we used to sing. I I think it's worth repeating. So our number one rule is to acknowledge God and allow that to sink deep into our culture. 
And that should be in everything we do. There should be a celebratory manifestation about our worship that celebrates who God is. There should be a celebratory uh, manifestation in our leadership that celebrates who God is. There should be a celebratory manifestation in our life that produces a culture so that leadership is not just driven by tactics, it's driven by an inward velocity that is acknowledging God, that is reflecting God. That's what praisers do. We're like the mirror of God. We reflect who God is. We're reflecting what God is doing. And then, as a leader, what we crave to do, of course, is to, is to say what God is saying in the present day, to have a word fitly spoken, to be that, that word in due season. Well, I think that comes after reflecting the glory of God and showing the glory of God and showing the praise of God, and then being able to have that word of the Lord that has a seedbed where it is going to land. There's a lot of things that happen in the book of Judges. I just think it's very interesting that it starts out with the command to send Judah first. You know, the old saying is, keep the main thing the main thing. Well, here's the deal. Keep the main thing the main thing. Throughout this book, they keep getting in trouble because they stop worshiping God and start worshiping other gods, the Baals and the Ashtros. Send Judah first, and the battle shall be won. Send Judah first, and the foe is overcome in the name of Jesus. Let's take that prophetic admonition, that strategic declaration that God gave to these tribes who didn't know what to do. They said, Lord, tell us what to do because of all the things that are happening around us. You know, the Canaanites are still hanging around here. What are we going to do? And he said, send Judah first. I don't think God has changed his mind. I think just sometimes we get to really, you know, keep the main thing, the main thing, do the basics really good. I don't know what's happening in your life right now, but I would encourage you. Not just to acknowledge you, but send you to first in your life. Let that be a part of who you are, not just what you do. Hey, this is Keith Tusi with Leadership in Context. You have a great day in Jesus' name. Today, Keith continued his discussion on leadership lessons from the Book of Judges. Leaders must be praisers. Praisers reflect what God is doing. When you are not a praiser, you don't see the possibilities because you don't see God. The greatest culture you can build is to be a praising culture. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at inourpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, Find us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram at In Our Pastors. See you next week.